Praise be to God. Such a joy to be here on Sunday morning, Sunday after Sunday, to come and praise and worship the Lord, be in His presence, and hear the Word of God is truly a blessing for every one of us. <clears throat> Shall we turn in our Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 13? And verse 52. Jesus said to them, he said to them, Therefore every teacher of the law who has been instructed about the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. Shall we all look to the Lord and pray and ask God for grace? Our gracious and most loving Heavenly Father God, we praise you and thank you, Lord, for this beautiful Sunday morning that you've given us. Father God, as we read your word, as we learn from your word, we pray, Lord, that you'll help us to, Lord, hear from you, Lord Jesus. Speak to us, Lord, enrich our hearts this morning. We give you all the honor, glory, and praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So here we read about uh, the whole of the book of, uh, I mean, the whole of the chapter 13 records about different parables which Jesus spoke to people. And here in the last verse, uh, verse 52, he says, uh, Jesus, he said to them, therefore, every teacher of the law who has been instructed about the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house which brings, who brings out of his store home new treasures as well as hold. So when it says here, Jesus said to them, who does it actually refer to? Who does it refer to? When he said, he said to them, who does it refer to? The disciples? Yes. So we're just going to go back and see to whom all was Jesus speaking to uh, during this whole uh, time. If you read the verse 1 of chapter 13, it says, the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. And he was speaking to the crowds there. Verse 2 says, Such large crowds gathered around him, and he got into a boat and sat in it. When all the people stood on the shore, he told them many things in parables. Jesus spoke in parables, and he spoke to the crowds. Large crowds of people came and listened to him. And now he, he, uh, he's, uh, you know, he's living in a house, or he temporarily came to a house which is by the lakeside. And he is there, and now at that point he comes out and he gets into a boat and, you know, from the boat he preaches. And a lot of uh, people in the, in the lakeside, they come and hear him out. So when it says Jesus spoke to them, it's, it speaks of the crowd. The large number of crowds were listening, not only the crowds. In verse 10 it says, the disciples came to him. So the disciples were also there. The disciples whom he, he, had, uh, he had called out, those people were there. The disciples were there. And apart from that, there were also the other kind of people. <clears throat> and who are they? <clears throat> they are the Pharisees. <clears throat> we read that in... I think I missed that verse. 
so the, the, the Pharisees were also there. And, uh, and so Jesus, <clears throat> he spoke to them so that they might understand what the kingdom of heaven is all about. And when he spoke in parables, uh, the disciples also couldn't understand what he was really talking about. And every time he spoke a parable, then later on the disciples came and asked him, Lord, help us to understand what you're saying. And uh, he, Jesus began to explain the parables. In verse 36, it says, Then he left the crowd and went into the house. The disciples came to him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. So when Jesus began to explain the parables, the disciples began to understand. We as, you know, children of God, we... When we come to Jesus, he will explain everything to us. So many times we don't understand many of the things that in life that we go through. But when our walk with God is right, when we go to him every day and ask the Lord, even, even this morning we prayed for one another because we need that. We need, we need to be prayed for. We need explanation. We need understanding. And whenever we go to Jesus, he will explain everything to us. He is a God who does not keep us in the dark. He does not, uh, he is not, doesn't speak very complicated things. But whenever we come to him, he explains everything. So when did it all got started? In Matthew chapter 12 and verse 1 we read, At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. The disciples were hungry and they began to pick some of the head and grain and eat them. So when the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. Now the disciples were confused. What well, Pharisees, the law is saying one thing and Jesus is saying one thing. What is this? How do we understand this? And Jesus explains to them the difference between the Pharisees and what he is teaching. The Pharisees were always putting a burden on the people. And even though they knew the law, they were not applying it in the right way. They were very ritualistic about it and they only put burden after burden on the people. In, uh, <clears throat> if you read in verse 11, chapter 13 and verse 11, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but not to them. Here he refers to the Pharisees. Not to them means the Pharisees. But the kingdom of, the, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom has been given to you. Given to you meaning the disciples. And it has been given to us also. And whoever, ha has, whoever has, has will be given more and he will have an abundance. And whoever does not have even what he has will be taken from him. It, uh, Jesus, when he was talking to the Pharisees, said that even though they knew the law, they knew everything, but still uh, the kingdom, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God was not given to them. And that's why he says in 13, this is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear and understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become callous. They hardly hear with their ears, and they will close their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I will heal them. Sometimes we can also become caught up with, you know, with all the, the necessary things that we are doing, we are coming to church, we are paying our tithes and offerings, we are being very religious, praying every day. 
and it can become very uh, a routine manner that we we could even lose our fellowship with god on one side we will be you know doing all the things right but if you see if you see in depth you know we would have might even have lost our fellowship with god we would have even stopped hearing from him so what we're going to see today is lord we don't want to be like the pharisees we don't want to have the routine and lose out on what god has in store for us because god has mighty things awesome things for us and in the process of our you know religious life we can lose what god has in store for us <clears throat> in verse 14 chapter 13 and verse 14 it says sorry chapter 12 and verse 14 it says that the pharisees went out and plotted how they might kill jesus so that's how the that's how the people the uh, the pharisees were reacting to what jesus was saying they couldn't take it they couldn't understand when jesus said you know you this is who who you are they couldn't understand they couldn't they just couldn't take it and they wanted to kill jesus and then they called him a devil even in verse 24 the pharisees uh, can someone read verse 24 so this is what they said about jesus and then again uh, verse 38 they come up a miraculous sign from you yeah they wanted a sign from jesus even though jesus explained all these things to them they still couldn't believe it and they wanted to see a sign so jesus tells the disciples you know you are not going to be like the pharisees you are you are different you are you know you are my disciples you hear my teaching and follow what i have got to tell you and that's how jesus separated the pharisee the disciples from the pharisees and uh, we read that already <clears throat> in uh, in uh, chapter 13 and also we can read chapter 13 verse 9 he says he who has ears let him hear he who has ears let him hear but the the pharisees even though they heard everything but they still they couldn't follow they couldn't understand anything but the disciples when they heard what jesus said they were able to understand they were began to follow jesus and um, uh, going to verse 51 and 52 in chapter 13 jesus asked the disciples have you understood all these things jesus asked and they said yes therefore every teacher of the law who has been instructed about the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of a storeroom new treasures as well as old why does it why does it say that why does jesus say every teacher of the law has been instructed because he wants us also to be instructed well in the word of god only then we will be able to know what god wants to do in our lives only then we will be able to know the will of god in our lives only then we will be able to speak the word of god to others so god wants us to be well instructed in the word of god in the law of god so that's why jesus says therefore every teacher of the law who has been instructed about the kingdom of heaven we need to be instructed about the kingdom of heaven we need to read the word of god so that we will be equipped to preach the word of god to say, to speak the word of god to speak into the lives of people so that's what the the conclusion is that's what jesus brings to conclusion 
he says therefore therefore means of all the parables that he has spoken now he concludes by saying therefore every teacher of the law who has been instructed about the kingdom of heaven so who are these teachers of the lord that jesus is referring to jesus is referring to first of all himself he himself is the teacher of the law and not only himself he wants every one of us also to be the teacher of the law teacher of the law means not just the laws of the old testament book but the entire bible the entire the whole word of god the written word of god is so important for our lives that he wants us to become be teachers of the word of god because you know that time the holy spirit was not poured out on the people and jesus was explaining everything to him but everything to them but when jesus ascended back into heaven he said i will send you the holy spirit i will send you the holy spirit who will be with you who will live with you live in you and he will instruct you all things if you uh, go to john chapter 16 john chapter 16 and verse 13 says but when he the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all truth he will not speak on his own he will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come so here it says when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all truth he will not speak on his own but he will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come so we will know what we need to do we will know the truth we will be able to know what is going to happen what is the will of god in our lives because we have been filled by the holy spirit the holy spirit is the one who teaches us all things in john chapter 14 and verse 26 also we read but the counselor of the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything i have said to you but the counselor of the holy spirit will teach you all things will remind you of everything i have said to you so the holy spirit of god who dwells in us will help us to understand the word of god and help us and teach us all things so that we might teach others so many times you know we we keep learning every sunday after sunday we keep learning but we hardly uh, you know pass it on we hardly you know talk to anyone we hardly interact with people where we can tell what the word of god says even in within the family we don't have time to speak about the word of god we don't have time to interact with one another with the word of god so that is very critical for our lives we are we are going on receiving we are praying we are we are learning we are learning the word of god we have the holy spirit in us who who teaches but if we don't teach others then there's something which is lacking in our lives and that's what the holy spirit of god wants us to that we might become teachers teachers of the word of god that we will preach we will teach we will interact with the people and we'll explain to them what the word of god says if our walk with god is consistent if we every day if we spend time in his presence and we ask the lord lord what is it you want me to do today what is it how are you going to lead me today and whom am i going to meet and the people whom whom with whom i'm going to interact with whom i'm going to meet put in words in my heart put in words in my mouth that i will be able to speak to them with the help of the holy spirit so when we begin to speak with the help of the holy spirit we will begin to see many things happening 
we will be able to discern what what the spirit of god is saying when we have the spirit of god in us he will give us clarity of thought he will show us what we need to say and then our conversation with people won't be just ineffective it won't be just you know it won't be just a, just a normal conversation because the spirit of god will put in our hearts what is needed for that person when we meet anyone we'll we will clearly know this is what i need to speak this is what they need this is what is going on in their life and the gift of god in us will operate that we'll be able to impart into other into the lives of people otherwise we will be going on listening sunday after sunday we are listening to messages sunday after sunday we are you know being enriched in, uh, during the worship we are we are receiving so much but if we don't give what we have received then we are at fault that we need to change that that is my that is the concern that is in my heart that we are going on receiving but we have not yet started giving out so when we begin to give out we can see how beautifully how wonderfully the spirit of god lead every one of us we'll be amazed because so many times we will not know what is going on in their life but when the spirit of god reveals in our heart what is going on in another person's life and when we speak the word of god led by the spirit of god then we will see changes happening in people around us and for that we first of all we need to be pure we need to be clean we need to uh, you know give up certain things which god wants us to give up our our selfishness our ego or our carelessness sometimes our laziness we don't you know have enough time to spend in the presence of god so when we look into ourselves and see lord is there something that hinders my spiritual life there is there something that hinders me from the spirit of god moving in my life and talking to me and helping me to impart the word of god then we need to sit down and check we need to analyze our lives and ask the lord lord i want to give i want to give the word of god i want to preach the word of god i want to preaching does, does not necessarily mean that we need to you know stand behind a pulpit and say something but it can happen just one on one wherever we go god will open the doors for us that's what we heard even in the prophet in the prophetic word last month that god will open doors of evangelism so that we might preach the gospel and so our lives first of all is important and when our lives are clean our lives are you know in order before god then that will help us to impart the word of god into the lives of people and going on into this uh, verse Ma- matthew chapter 13 and verse 52 therefore every teacher of the law who has been instructed about the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house <clears throat> so when it says the owner of a house what does it exactly mean we are building our ho- houses every one of us it's not the physical house that we are living in but our own life is like the house which we build in um, uh, matthew chapter 7 and verse 24 it talks about building the house matthew chapter 7 to 27 therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock the rain came down the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock 
but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand the rain came down the streets rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash so here the word of god teaches us how we need to build a house if we are not wise if we don't have the word of god in us we will be building the wrong way and when we build in the wrong way we will not be able to withstand against the pressures of this world that's why it says here the wise man built his house on the rock so if we are building a house on the rock and we we build it the right way according to the word of god here it says in verse 24 everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is a wise man so just hearing the word of god is not enough just going on receiving the word of god is not enough we need to put it into practice and that is when when we that is when we build the house the right way so when the house of when our house is getting built in this way with a foundation on the rock that is jesus christ whatever be the winds the pressures that come against us we'll be able to withstand it but on the other hand the foolish man built his house on the sand and the rains came he couldn't withstand any of it and it fell with a great ca- crash so it's important how we build our house and um, going to proverbs chapter 24 we read about how we need to build a house there proverbs chapter 24 was 3 and 4 by wisdom a house is built and through understanding it is established through knowledge its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures so it's not about what people see on the outside how glamorous our life is how that is not the the indication of how our house is we might look very glamorous we might build we might you know seem very nice to everybody but on the inside if we don't have the understanding we don't have the understanding of the word of god or we don't have the knowledge of the word of god what happens is it's the whole thing will crash but when the house is built by wisdom through understanding of the word of god and through knowledge of the word of god then it will stand in uh, proverbs chapter 15 also we read similar verse proverbs chapter 15 and verse 6 The house of the righteous contains great treasure but the income of the wicked brings them trouble. Yeah, the house of the righteous contains great treasure. So what is this treasure? It's the word of God. It's the work of God in our lives. That is a great treasure for us. Going on to again the passage where we start Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 52. <clears throat> he said to them therefore every teacher of the law who has been instructed about the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out his store who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old so and it's wisely built when the house is wisely built then as we read here there is there are store stores of there is you know stores of new treasures and old treasures so we we need a place where you know we we have a regular walk with god we have a regular communion with god every day every day when we sit in his presence and when we build a house that way then that's the house that will stand but a house that is void of you know the presence of god 
will will sure it'll crash one day or the other and uh, in the old testament we have an an example of the house of saul and the house of david the house of saul was becoming weaker and weaker but the house of david was becoming stronger and stronger what's the difference between the house of saul and the house of david the house of saul was not built on the word of god the house of saul there was rage there was anger there was revenge there was foolishness if you go to first samuel um, we read about the house of saul it was a house of disobedience first samuel chapter 15 and verse 19 why did you not obey the lord why did you pounce on the plunder and do evil in the eyes of the lord it was a house of disobedience and verse 27 as samuel turned to leave saul caught hold of the hem of his robe and it tore samuel said to him the lord has torn the kingdom of israel from you today and has given it to one of your neighbors to one better than you the house of saul was a rejected house god rejected saul because of his anger because of his uh, because of his rage and he was not following the lord at all and and uh, and he had that he wanted to kill david in first uh, samuel chapter 19 verse 1 Saul told his son Jonathan and all the attendants to kill David but Jonathan was very fond of David and warned him This is the condition of the house of Saul but the house of David David's house was a was a house of patience in spite of however how Saul was behaving with David David had patience with Saul he never wanted to take revenge on him he had forgiveness he forgave Saul so many times he didn't want to go and kill him and he had the fear of god the house of david had the fear of god and we read that in uh, chapter 24 and verse 8 then david went out of the cave and called out to saul my lord the king When Saul looked behind him David bowed down and prostrated himself with his face to the ground This is how the house of David was behaving and also in verse 7 we read with these words David rebuked his men and did not allow them to attack Saul So when he had all the all the justification to attack Saul he didn't he he said I will not raise my hand against the anointed of the Lord that was the kind of house which David built and that's why it stood but whereas the house of Saul was not built based on the word of god and it it fell and there was no memory of the house of god house of Saul later on so it's so important that we have a consistent relationship with god and when that happens we will have great treasures in our lives in our homes in our in our houses and in our lives too going to going back to matthew chapter 13 
We'll read that verse once again, verse 52. Therefore, every teacher of the law who has been instructed about the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of a storeroom new treasures as well as old. So such is the house which, which is built with wisdom. A wise man's house is such which has got storerooms full of treasures. Otherwise, if it's not built with wisdom, if it's not built based on the word of God, our storerooms will start collecting junk. Instead of treasures, it will be only junk. And that is going to destroy our lives. So unless we allow the Holy Spirit to deal with our lives, we need to sit and think and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us, what am I collecting? Are there treasures in my house or is it collecting junk? Do I have time for the Holy Spirit to deal with me, with my family, so that we sit together and we read the word of God and pray and know what God is telling us. If God is displeased with certain things, we need to get rid of them. Otherwise, we will soon fall like the, like the foolish man's house, our house will fall. Galatians chapter 5, we read about how we need to live our lives. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. These are the treasures that need to be found in our homes. And what is it? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. If these are found in our homes, our home is a very secure home. Our house is built well. But on the contrary, if we have verse 19, 19 and 20. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So these are the things which God is against and people who do this, who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Maybe we may not be doing the, you know, the... Uh, very dangerous sinful acts what is mentioned here but even rage am selfish ambitions envy those things are also as serious as the others that are listed there so uh, we need to check our lives we need to ask the Lord for grace and ask the, ask the Lord for help and he will you know help us he will turn our lives around and he will make us fruitful and then we will have the fruit of the spirit in our lives and going back to Matthew chapter 13 and verse 52, it says, Therefore, every teacher of the law who has been instructed about the kingdom of God is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. So the, the old treasures and the new treasures. Old treasures are the things that we have been receiving. We have been hearing the word of God. We have we accumulated a lot of, you know, the truth of the word of God. These are the, the treasures that you know, rest and abide in us. But the new treasures are the things that we are going to do for God. The kingdom of God is not, you know, is not dormant. It's the kingdom of God is active. It's, you know, the, the 
uh, when it says new treasures and as well as old, it's, even the say in the verse itself, it, it explains that that the the old treasures are are the law of God, well instructed in the word of God, well instructed in the law of God. That's what it begins. This verse begins that way. Therefore, every teacher of the law, so a teacher of the law is one who is equipped in the law, and that's those are the old treasures that are that are in us within us. But the new treasure is the kingdom of heaven. What we are going to accomplish in the kingdom of heaven, what we are going to do as believers, as disciples of Jesus, what are we accomplishing? How are we Im- impacting the people around us? Are we just be- becoming traditional, satisfied with the old treasures? They are required, they are necessary, the old treasures are necessary, but also we need new treasures. New treasures are all about the will of God, the plan of God in our lives that needs to be accomplished. The old treasures are the past. We already received so much. But the new treasures are all about the future. What we are going to do for Jesus. What we are going to do in the kingdom of God. How we are going to impact people. How we are going to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit. How we are going to evangelize. How we are going to bring in people from those who are outside the kingdom of God into the kingdom of God. So these are the new treasures that await us. So if we are going to be satisfied, if we are just, you know, dormant, happy with all the old treasures, and if we don't have anything new in us, then that is not good. That God won't be pleased with us. And God, God opens the door for us when we take a step for him. When he, we have the desire to do something for God. When we have a desire to establish the kingdom of heaven in our lives and people, uh, with the people around us. When we bring the rule and the reign of Jesus into the lives of people, it brings new treasure. Otherwise, we'll be just dormant, we'll be just satisfied and stuck with the old treasures. There won't be anything new in our lives. So, how do we bring in this new treasure? We need the help of the Holy Spirit. We, ha- we know the truth, we know the word of God, but in our everyday practice, in our everyday walk, if we don't have the move of the Holy Spirit, if we are not led by the Holy Spirit, then we will not have new treasures. Going back to what we read in Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6, verse 16 to 18. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule, even to the Israel of God. Finally, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with no, your spirit. I think, uh, sorry. Verse 16, 516. So I say, live by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. And 26. Uh, yeah. Since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. Yeah. So we need to live by the Spirit. When you live by the Spirit, we'll be led by the Spirit. When we are led by the Spirit, then we'll know what exactly we're supposed to do. We, the will of God will get accomplished in our lives. Otherwise, we will be doing all kinds of things. And the will of God will not be established. The Spirit of God will not lead us. So when we, give in, when we yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit, He will tell us exactly what to do and what not to do. So it's not about just you know going on receiving the Word of God and you know, holding on to it, those are, those are needed, those are essential, those are the old treasures. But we need new treasures. New treasures, when we begin to exercise and act upon what we have received, what we have learned, 
uh, to give an example in the life of samson he was he was filled by the filled by the holy spirit he was doing many things that's but you know he finally he lost his calling because his life was not right with god it's just about you know not being led by the spirit he was not exactly even though the spirit was leading him he was not allowing the spirit of god will to deal with his own life he was doing everything externally but there's nothing happening on the inside and that was dangerous and finally he had to kill himself and even uh, in the life of david we read how when he encountered saul when saul was chasing him in first samuel in first samuel chapter chapter 24 chapter 24 and verse 4 <clears throat> the men said this is the day the lord spoke of when he said to you i will give your enemy into your hands for you to deal with as you wish so here the men who were along with david <clears throat> they remind him of what god had promised to david <clears throat> they said this is the day the lord spoke and the lord has given the enemy into your hands <clears throat> and you deal with him as you wish but because david was led by the holy spirit he did not do what the men said although they said the right thing it was the word of god it was the promise but that was not the time when david was supposed to take action against saul so the, that is the way the spirit of god will lead us that is the way he will teach us he will tell us what is the right time at the right time to do what is right otherwise if david had killed saul at that time he wouldn't have been able to establish his own kingdom even though the men told him this is the day that the lord spoke of he still refrained from doing what the men around him said and that saved david's life and his kingdom and again the second time when uh, david encountered saul Uh, chapter 26 and verse 8 Abishai said to David today god has delivered your enemy into your hands now let me pin him to the ground with one thrust of my spear i won't strike him twice so he's he's referring to god abishai is referring to god and saying today god has delivered your enemy into your hands but david knew that that was not the time how he knew it was not the time to kill saul because he had the spirit of god in him and he knew that that is not what i am supposed to do and he said i will not lift my hand against the anointed of the lord and so he he spared the life of saul and so when god saw all this and how he healed his life to him and when the when the spirit of god was leading david you know david didn't have to do anything against saul but saul himself got him himself killed in the battle and then david becomes king over israel we read that in second samuel chapter 5 and verse 3 we can read from verse 1 to 5 actually second samuel chapter 5 verse 1 to 5 all the tribes of israel came to david at hebron and said we are your own flesh and blood in the past while saul was king over us 
you were the one who led israel on their military campaigns and the lord said to you you will shepherd my people israel and you will become their ruler when all the elders of israel had come to king david at hebron the king made a compact uh, a co- compact with them at hebron before the lord and they anointed david king over israel david was 30 years old when he became king and he reigned 40 years in hebron he reigned over juda 7 years and 6 months and in jerusalem he reigned over all israel and juda 33 years so here we see that all the tribes of israel they came together and said you must be the king of israel and david never initiated anything if david had killed saul at that point when he had the opportunity to do he wouldn't have had this kind of support he couldn't have uh, you know the hearts of the people wouldn't have been with them in verse 3 it says when all the elders of israel came to david at hebron they said you must be king over israel and they anointed him so when the spirit of god leads us when people around us say something else then that will help us to understand no this is not from the lord even though they they quote the bible verse they say you know god has delivered your enemy into your hands and still david doesn't want to take action there it's because the spirit of god helped him to understand that this is not the right time for me to kill saul and that is how the lord will lead us otherwise if we had made that mistake then things would have been very different in the future so when we have the spirit of god in us and he leads us and that will be glorious that will be the right thing to do and the will of god will be accomplished in our lives so going back to matthew chapter 13 where we started matthew chapter 13 and verse 52 therefore every teacher of the law who has been instructed about the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of a storeroom new treasures as well as old so just to you know recap on what we saw from this whole passage that every teacher of the law every teacher of the law means if a person needs to be teacher of the law first of all he himself needs to know the law to teach the law and we need to ne- learn the word of god at home at the church when we hear hear the word of god we learn the word of god and when we learn the word of god we become we become teachers of the word of god and we have been instructed about the kingdom of heaven and we know what the kingdom of heaven is that we will as believers as disciples of jesus we go out into the world and establish the kingdom of heaven establish the kingdom of god establish the rule and reign of god in the lives of people and when we need to do that we need to be like the owner of the house who built his house wisely we built his house on the on the rock who who built this house with based on the word of god and he had rare and beautiful treasures treasures were there when the house is built right we'll have treasures in it and uh, and that's what we read here who brings out 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 of his store him new treasures as well as old the old treasures is what we have been receiving the word of god the truth of god the truth of the word of god a new treasure is what we are going to accomplish in the kingdom of god and everybody is required everybody is involved in the kingdom of god there's no one who's an exception and we all need to you know do what the lord says in the kingdom of god so that we don't become just hearers of the word of god but doers of the word of god that we read in james
just the old treasure just holding on to the old treasure we have got so much of old treasure but where is our new treasure so the old treasure helps us to build the new treasure the new treasure is what we do in the kingdom of god what we do in this world what will be the profession we might be doing what will be the job we might be doing or we might be a student or or a working person or a homemaker whatever it is we should be like the person who remembers what we have seen in the mirror not only holding on to the old treasure also we need to have new treasure in our lives and that will help to build the kingdom of god shall we close our eyes and pray and ask the lord this morning lord give me grace lord to have new treasures in my life shall we pray shall we ask the lord look to him and say lord i have heard your word i have heard the truth of the word of god i i know the word of god but i have not started instructing the word of god to others i have not started imparting the word of god to others it's so important that we have new treasures and old treasures and such is the kingdom of god help us to understand lord help us to lord build a house on the rock help us to build lord wisely help us to build like david and if there anything of the characteristics of the house of saul is in us lord please remove it o master lord we need your grace lord we need your help we pray lord that our houses will be like the house of david and not like the house of saul we ask you lord jesus holy spirit speak to every one of us that we may not just lord keep hearing over and over again sunday after sunday but lord that we'll be able to impart lord what we have heard the word of god so that lord our houses will have both new and old treasures give us your grace thank you lord lord we grateful to you for speaking to us we thank you for enlightening our hearts as to how we build our lives we pray that you would help us and give us the grace to lord uh, do what your holy spirit leads us to do help us to live by your word we pray that lord as your word says your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path lord we pray that we will walk according to your ways we will learn oh father we will be as one lord who is instructed in the lord uh, teachings of the scriptures we pray that we will not be ignorant we pray that we will not be lord naive that lord we will not go our own way because of lord our own lord lack of lord knowledge and understanding and wisdom of god's word we pray that lord you would help us to learn help us to grow lord help us to apply it in our lives lord help us to be as ones who will teach others also 
we pray that you will equip us oh father we pray that you will give us uh, put in our hearts a passion to learn a passion to grow oh father we pray that you would help us lord to experience a uh, lord uh, continuous consistent uh, lord growth and lord uh, uh, the capacity to teach others also we pray that we would not be just receiving and hearing but we will be applying we will be obeying your word and also living by it and teaching others oh father we pray that you would use everyone let your name be glorified we pray that lord everything that about our lives will just bring glory and honor to your name oh father we pray that we will live lives that will honor you and bring glory to your name and through which lord that people will be drawn to you father we pray your blessing upon everyone we pray that you would lord meet every need of oh god we pray that lord no one lord will be in lack in debt in need in struggles in problems and sufferings we pray that everyone will experience a change of freedom a deliverance in their lives we pray that lord the blessings that they are waiting for will come and lord that you will lord lord fill their hearts and their lives with abundant joy and peace we pray that you would meet every need let your name be glorified in jesus precious name we pray amen